This is episode 380, Finding Joy in Times of Grief with Kate. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. This episode is going to tug at your heartstrings. It certainly did mine. I was wiping tears back several times as I was talking with Kate. And it tugged my heartstrings for many reasons, but mainly because this is a young woman at 23 who lost her mom. And she was an only child and they had a very close relationship. So being the mother of a little girl, this one got to me. And what is so beautiful and difficult about the human experience is we feel, we feel deeply, especially if we've got ourselves out of patterns of suppression and distraction and repression and numbing, we feel. I know that when I really opened my heart and my mind came off antidepressants and did deep work, I cry (laughs) so much more, but not in sadness, not in depression, more in just feeling all the feels. And in this crazy ride of a life that we all have, there are times of just unbelievable joy, heart-bursting gratitude, and heart-wrenching grief. And that's part of love. None of us live forever, and we all are going to lose people that we love. And it's one of the hardest things that I feel we encounter in the human experience. We don't get out without suffering. We don't get out without losing. And if we can see that as part of love, and if we can see our grief as an expression of love, which we've talked about on this show before, then it helps us have the courage to actually feel it. So enjoy this episode. I know it will tug at your heartstrings. It's not a downer episode. It's really beautiful. And I feel you, just like I was, will be very inspired by Kate. So as you're listening, consider, have you lost someone or something recently and you're almost afraid to dive into your grief because you just don't know how deep it will go? Do you have a parent that maybe is on the other side and you'd like to cultivate a relationship with them or do things in honor of them? Are you saving things in your life and not doing things in your life for whatever reason? Can this be an inspiration and maybe a kick in the butt to do those things? And finally, are you willing to open your heart fully to love, even if that means losing? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my episode with Kate. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor. I love Air Doctor. Their air filters are the best. They're my favorite. I have two of them in our home because to me, clean air is one of the fastest and easiest ways that we can have a positive impact on our health. Even in our own home, when we control the environment, there's just pollutants and stuff that that gets in. And when we want to manage asthma, allergies, or just our own toxicity level, Certain steps, like having a really great air purifier, can really help indoor air quality and your overall health. Did you know that indoor air can be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air? This is according to EPA research. Indoor air can contain a variety of allergens like dust, pollen, pet dander, and mold. Now, the most important room that I wanted, not just great, excellent, the best air purifier, 
was my daughter's room. And lately we've been having to do some work in her room. And the other day I went in there and it kind of smelled like just people being in the room, <laughs> not like a clean little baby. And I put that air purifier on at its highest setting, let it go just for a couple hours and the smell was gone and the room felt so much better. So I'm telling you, I've researched it. I feel like Air Doctor is the best. It has the ultra HEPA filter that's independently been tested to remove 99.99 of tested bacteria and viruses. It captures a wide range of pollutants, including odors. I just experienced that. Gases and chemicals like formaldehyde. So it gets this stuff out and there's no need to worry about noise. Air Doctor uses a professional whisper jet fan that's 30% quieter than the fans found in ordinary air purifiers. So you can run it at the highest speeds while still enjoying a peaceful environment. Another great thing about Air Doctor that I hope you will take advantage of is it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code OVERIT. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 35% off. That's a big discount, y'all, 35% off. So go to airdoctorpro.com, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. And depending on the model, again, you'll get up to 35% off. But only if you go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code OVERIT. All right, and now on to my episode with Kate. Kate, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi. Well, I've listened to many of your podcasts as I've dealt with my mom's death um, recently in September. Mm, I'm sorry. And I, I've just wanted to speak about how like the holidays are coming up and the yeah. coping with that whole situation. <sighs> That's a tough one. I think it's gonna yeah. be. I think it's gonna be a bit hard. You're grieving. Yeah, it definitely is. And I'm 24 years old mm. and my mom's battle with cancer was about 20 years long. And oh, wow. so, so it was a long time coming, but even though it was, um, it still was definitely hard of and course. felt unexpected. Of course. Of course. I understand that. I mean, especially, you know, it's your mom. Yeah. Look at your mom. That's a that's a huge 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 loss, and I'm I'm so sorry that you you lost her. And I know 23 in some ways feels old, but it's also very young, and still a yes. time where you really want your mom to be there in your life and see a lot of milestones that haven't happened yet. So, you know, um, do you believe that she is still with you in some way or another? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I feel like she loved gardening, yeah. so. My entire apartment's filled with plants, and mm. I feel like and pictures of flowers everywhere, and so mm-hmm. I feel like she's there with me in that yeah. sense. But yeah. in the sense that everyone's like, "Oh, you're gonna feel like they're gonna be with you, and you're gonna feel their presence every day." That's hard because it's like, you know, you don't hear them speaking to you, right. but you wish you did. But right. you just have to feel it in different ways. Yeah, and sometimes that takes a while. You know, you're right in the grief. Yeah. September was not long ago. So you're mm-hmm. right. You're still in the grief and it might evolve um, your relationship mm-hmm. with her on the other side. But right now, I just really want to honor the grief. And did you have a funeral? Did you have some um, celebrations of she her was life? Not, 
Yeah, we had a celebration of life at our house. Like, so I'm an only child. So it was just me and my dad at our house. And we had a bunch of close friends and family members who came over. And we had like a picnic type style. And it was about a month or so after her death because, you know, it was just too hard to do anything very close because it was very sensitive, I think, for both me and my dad. So, yeah. Yeah. What would be something this Christmas you could do? And I'm just going to be really honest with you. I think this Christmas is going to be a bit hard and sad. And that's natural in grieving. And there can be moments when it's not. There can be moments where there's joy and there's celebration. So what would be something you could do this, this holiday season that brought you some joy? Um, well, (laughs) I do have a therapist and she gave me a wonderful idea that I did. My birthday was in November and then it was right around Thanksgiving. So both of those are kind of hard, but she gave me a great idea to have a candle that I light and it smells. My mom made this like orange citrus tea that she would drink every single day Mm. and it smells like oranges and it reminds me of her. And so every time at like the Thanksgiving celebration that we had um with my partner's family every time I like I wanted to feel like my mom was there I would always like go and light the candle and Mm. it felt like her spirit was kind of there and so I think that's something that like I'm going to continue doing because that that made me feel like she was in my presence and the presence of everyone enjoying yeah yeah and if you were talking to her right now not me and you asked her these questions, what do you think she would have said to you? I think that she definitely would have said that I know that she's here with me and that she doesn't want me to be sad because she wants me to be happy. So, Yeah. 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 Why would she want you to be happy? Because as an only child, I mean, I think all only children know that you're a big part of your parents lives Mm -hmm. and my mom was the type of person that we spent all day every day together for most of my life until I went off to college yeah 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 it's a big loss Kate and if you were here I'd just wrap my arms around you (laughs) just let you cry on my shoulder (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah and you will be happy. You will have a beautiful life. You will have a family of your own if you want that someday. And your mom may not be there physically to be part of that. And there will be an ache, most likely. And that is love. That's love. Grief and love go together. They just do. They just do. Last day she was in hospice, and the hospice is the, the one that we had was amazing. And the lady, her nurse, um, whenever she left, she was like, You know, the amount of grief that you're feeling right now, that's the amount of love yeah. that was in your heart. And so it's all being filled up with grief right now. And she yeah. said, That's a lot of grief. It is. It is. Who is holding you right now through this? Um, definitely my partner who I live with. She's been amazing and just 
literally my mom reincarnated so. <laughs> <laughs> and then um I have a puppy who also yeah. helps a lot a, a really sweet golden retriever dog Aww. helps a lot and obviously my therapist is the best person I've ever talked to oh I love that and yeah, I found I found your podcast. Listen, I was out like I just started my first career too. My mom actually passed the day I was supposed to start my mm. first job, my first actual ever like big girl job mm. after my master's, and um, I pushed it back a week. But whenever I first started my job, I just would sit in my cubicle and just like cry. Mm. <laughs> um, and so then I started listening to grief podcasts and people who had gone through a similar thing. And it really seemed to help me be able to process it and not just try to push it away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you're not pushing it away because Mm -hmm. like the beautiful hospice nurse said, and, and like their therapist has been telling you. And, and as I mentioned a few minutes ago, it's the love. Mm -hmm. It just, it, sometimes when we love people so much, it just can ache. Now I look Mm -hmm. at my own daughter sometimes and I just, my heart just hurts. I love her so much you know, mm-hmm. and how blessed to have loved like that, how blessed to have had a mom that you miss so much. And I'm not sugarcoating this or putting a silver lining in or, or, or anything like that. I'm just in awe of how much you love your mom and how much she loved you. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing that will be with you forever. That imprint, Kate, that she made on your life will be with you forever. What were some of the things that she taught you the most? Um, she definitely was the type of person who the golden rule was, you know, taught to me from day one of treat others how you want to be treated. And she worked in, um, she was a food stamps processor. So she worked with a lot of underprivileged people um you know couldn't even afford to buy groceries and families and all the time when we'd go out in town she would always see her clients and she just treated them with the most kindness Hmm. that you know she just taught me to treat people who no matter what walk of life they are from or you know no matter what situation they might be in that they deserve kindness Hmm. just as anyone else does Beautiful. So she taught you how to treat people with kindness. And I imagine she treated you with a lot of kindness too. Yes, she did. Yeah. What else? Um, Also, as I said, mentioned plants. She had a huge garden. And one of the last weeks that I got to spend with her, she taught me how to can. And that was canning was like her passion in life. And like canning her own um, garden, things that came out of her garden. And so that was uh, just, you know, treating the world how it should be treated because we only have one world to live in. And so I just have carried that forward with making sure that I have keep the plants that she gave me alive and, you know, making sure that I take care of the earth and that sort of thing because it makes me feel like she's there with me Mm -hmm. going on hikes she loved to be around nature Mm. 
We were raised in, I'm from North Carolina, so we were raised in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Oh, beautiful. Just, yeah. And so she's from there too, originally. And so we just, I grew up in the mountains and just went, I see them as home. Mm. And what does she teach you about love? Oh, well, one of the last things that she actually taught, told me whenever she was in hospice is that she told me that she wished she could love me forever. And mm. I told her, obviously, that, you know, just because she's not here with me doesn't mean she won't love me forever. But she taught me that love is unconditional yeah. regardless of what you do. There, you know... The love will always be there through mistakes. Yeah. And good times. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom's an amazing person. And so are you. Thank you. And I'm curious if there's anything your mom, you know, didn't get to experience in her life that she would want you to experience. What would that be? Yes. For sure would be traveling more. She didn't get to travel much, but she didn't go to Germany for one summer with a man she met at a beach. And she said that it was like the most amazing time of her life to be in Germany. But that was the only country other than the Bahamas that she actually got to visit outside of the United States. Do you like to travel? I love traveling. Oh, so you get to take her with you. I don't know if you have a necklace or something of hers that you can yeah. take with you and take her with you and, yes, and do that. Sure. And those are the things that you can start to get excited about and look forward to is, you know, living and, and doing and, you know, cause our legacy in our life lives on through our children. So even though she might not have gotten to travel, you get to, you get to live that and yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. And so your, your life, especially losing your mom at such a young age is going to be deep and rich experiences of loss and grief, especially of a parent that we were very close to first grow you up pretty quick and second, give you a deeper appreciation of life. And so I imagine that things that other 20-somethings may be caught up in, you won't waste your time doing. <laughs> like you, you, yeah. just know, you just know what matters and what doesn't. And I, I feel and, and understand to the best of my ability how deep and heart-aching this loss is. And there, there are gifts in it that will continue to be revealed over the years. But one of the gifts is this at a young age has taught you how precious life is and you will be a person that takes less for granted and savors every moment yeah. and savors every, every conversation, every hug, every kiss you have with someone you love. And I encourage you to hold that close. And I'm glad you didn't push this away. Let this break you open yeah. because people with a wide open heart, live a much richer life than people with a closed down, broken heart. I think it also taught me that, um, like you said, I need to live my experiences while I'm young as well, because you don't know if you're going to have that time after you retire mm -hmm. to do all the things you wanted to do That's in your true. life. That's true. She was, she was 65, which is, I mean, she was older to be a mom at her age. 
And, um, but still, like, I think she had a lot of plans and things that she, she was going to do yeah. after I graduated. Yeah. That she could yeah. look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you're saying that. And also, don't be in a rush. Yeah. You know? There's, yes, going and living life and having experiences. And then there's also just living in the moment and enjoying each precious, precious moment as much as we can. You know? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So this time too is, I love that you have a supportive partner. I love that you, I mean, it could, you couldn't ask for a better dog. Golden Retrievers are awesome. What about, what about yeah. your dad? My dad, he's definitely coping himself. I think in a lot of ways, I think a lot of people have survivor's guilt. And um, that is a very serious thing. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you wish you would have said or not said and did or didn't do. And so I think he's trying to be the best father and all of my mom's entire family is from um, like where we live in. And so they all are trying to, you know, still reach out somewhat, but it's just hard whenever, you know, one of my mom's final dying wishes was that she wanted to, my family to take care of me because she was the one who always took care of me. And it's just hard when you expect, I guess, people to reach out, but they don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And so they just end up not reaching out and you have to do that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing a pretty awesome job of taking care of yourself too. (laughs) Yeah. And I really acknowledge you for that. And I don't mean like you're doing it all on your own, but you've got a therapist, you have a supportive partner. You reached out to me, Kate, you're doing a really good job. We're doing a really good job. And you know, I think you're right. Family may not know what to do. So this is going to be a time where you're just going to have to tell people what you need. If you have an aunt or somebody and you need to see them say, Hey, I really need to have dinner with you. or I really need to come over or I need you to do this with me for Christmas. That's really hard for me to do. (laughs) Yeah. You know what though? This is a time in your life though, where you have the biggest reason to do it. So it's a great time to practice asking for what you need because that's a life skill that the longer you wait to develop it, the harder it is. So I really highly encourage you, ask. Get this life skill nailed down now. And people that don't know how to help people that are grieving love when that grieving person asks for something because then they feel useful. Yeah, that's true. They feel like they can help. So is there anything you need from anyone specifically right now that you can think of that you and I can make an agreement that you'll ask for? Um, during New Year's, I'm going to go home and spend some time with my dad, um, just figuring out some things with the house. And I really, really want my, actually my grandfather and grandmother are both still alive and, um, my mom's mom and dad. And so. I would really like to go and visit my grandfather, who I haven't seen in a long time. And my aunt is the person who goes and sees him multiple times a week. And so I really want to see him. Um, so Great. How can, how can you make that happen? I can ask her 
to take if she'll come and pick me up and take me right to see him or if we can meet there when could you ask her to do that um around new year's whenever i'm there because she's also retired and so it'll be perfect great great see how good you are knowing what you need see how amazing you are at taking care of yourself yeah your mom did a great job you're pretty awesome and i give you a lot of that credit too thank you she raised an amazing young woman thank you yeah yeah so you're gonna you're gonna make her tea you're gonna (laughs) arrange for a visit what's one other thing you could do that would feel really good to you um, well, this isn't immediate. This is in a couple months, but, um, my dad and I are definitely going to plant her garden again this mm, spring. I love that. And so that's a really big task, but I think that it'll be very, very important. healing. It'll mean a lot. Yeah. Very, very healing. I love but, that. Because whenever she passed, her garden had kind of gotten grown over because her back had really started hurting. And so she wasn't able to get up and get out of bed anymore to pick her peppers and tomatoes and everything. And so the day she passed, I literally had just started going outside and just started like ripping out the weeds and picking the peppers. And Mm. I literally, we just had a whole couple of days that like the same day those days after where we just like made the garden look beautiful and wonderful mm. and I know she was so happy I love that I love that oh well you have some beautiful things to look forward to thank you and you just allow yourself to feel the feels allow <laughs> yourself to just ride the waves of this and keep getting support and listening to people that are helpful. I love that you're listening to other podcasts on grief and you, I mean, for what it's worth, it feels to me like you're moving through this in a very healthy way. Yeah. And the firsts are very hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. This is hard. There's no sugarcoating that this is a big loss, but given what has happened, you are doing the best you can. And I really acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Your mom would be really proud. Thank you. Thank you, Kate, for taking such excellent care of yourself. As I said to you in the show, you're doing an amazing job of reaching out for support and not running from your grief. And one thing I didn't say to Kate that I just want to say here is whether someone dies suddenly or we know that they may die if they're dealing with a disease like Kate's mom was. (laughs) Still not easy. Either way, nothing's easy about it. Even if you have time to prepare, it's not easy or easier. I think of a friend of mine who lost a mom to a long battle with a disease and people actually said to her, well, at least you knew it was coming and you had time. And, you know, that's just not so comforting. And as we've talked about in other episodes, Often people don't know what to say. I don't even know what to say sometimes when people are grieving. And often the best thing we can say is nothing. Just I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to listen and show our love, show our support in whatever way we can. And because sometimes we don't know what to do, that's why I encourage Kate to reach out to her family members and be specific, really ask for what she needed. 
And she's doing a great job of that. And, you know, she asked me questions. How do I find, you know, some joy with the holiday season and my mom's death? And, and my answer to her is, it's just hard. You know, I, I, I can never, and I will never positive pep talk someone out of a hard situation because to me, that's bypassing, that's bypassing the human experience that's bypassing emotions. Now, does it mean she can't find moments of joy and gratitude and laughter? As she even said, her mom would want her to be happy and move on. And I think her mom would also want her to have her feelings about it and not feel pressure to feel happy or move on too quickly. And it's that balance with grief, allowing our, not necessarily our feelings to lead, but being really honest with our feelings and not being so worried about drowning in them, but rather being intentional about welcoming them and knowing that we have a surfboard or a life preserver and we're not going to drown. We're more likely to drown in feelings we suppress than feelings we allow. And that's with anything, grief or any other big emotion, anger, sadness, shame. So grab that surfboard, grab that life preserver and ride those waves because you will only drown in the feelings if you continue to shut them down. And for any of you that are approaching this holiday season without someone that you love, you've lost someone this year to death or breakup or moving away or whatever it may be. I, first of all, I feel you and I'm sending you so much love because I know the holidays can be triggering with so many memories. And this year, find a way to make new memories and honor the memory of the person you lost. Now, if you are still grieving a toxic relationship, please don't honor that. (laughs) But if you lost someone that you truly love and you want to honor them in some way, like Kate's making her mom's favorite tea, then do that. Bring them in to your heart. Bring them in to your life. Bring them in to the moment in whatever way you want to keep the memory alive and find the joy in the memories alongside the tears and the loss. And whatever you're experiencing this holiday season, just know it's a season. I'm sending you so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.